Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. It's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined by Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a, a UK perspective. And, and Russ, it's quite intriguing that we've got yet another head of a, a FTSE company having to step down, the head of uh, BP. And uh, you've been looking at this because we've had quite a lot of changes at the top of some of the biggest blue chip companies in the UK, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, Mr. Looney at BP was obviously a specific situation related to what BP felt was personal conduct in relationships with with members of staff on the same day Andrew Croft of St James's Place the, their CEO announced he was stepping down in December after about five years in the job so that you had two extremes you had a clearly carefully planned succession and then a you know an, an unfortunate very hasty exit almost out the back door as it were but what that meant was that we've actually had 22 FTSE 100 CEOs announcing or companies announcing a change in CEO this year, 18 due to be effective this year, four next year. And that's historically a high number since 2000. Um, you know, the average is about 12 or 13. So we're running it. We're running ahead of that. And there's still three months of the year to go. So, you know, so I guess the question is, why are these chief executives departing? Well, we've had some specific instances relating to conduct, uh, BP, uh, RS Group, British American tobacco. I don't want to go into the grisly details in case any lawyers are listening and I've misinterpreted something, but yes. they're examples. Yes, very wise. We've had more examples of carefully planned successions. Uh, St. James's Place, Diageo, where unfortunately Ivan Menezes then passed away very quickly after retiring. Uh, United Utilities, Halmer, International Continental Hotels, Legal and General. But also, you know, you, some of it may have been down to poor share price performance, like Unilever and Vodafone, where there was shareholder unrest. And maybe, just maybe, and I guess this is the question that shareholders need to ask themselves. Is to what degree this is a little bit of legacy policing, getting out while the going's still good, getting out while the stock option package is still yeah. good. Because I think what's interesting is that when you see, you've seen his previous big spikes in CEO departures, and I've got the dates written down here. Stop me if you've heard these dates before. 2000, 2007, 2013, and 2020. Now, from memory, none of those were particularly brilliant years. 2013, I guess, was probably kind of mid-European debt crisis, mid-European growth crisis, uh, crisis, and that was a bit of a mid-cycle wobble. But 2000, 2007, and 2020 don't live in the memory for good reasons at all. Bursting of the tech bubble, burst, you know, the start of the great financial crisis, uh, and then uh, they will say COVID lockdown when FTSE earnings and dividends came under pressure. So I guess I'm slightly going in the back of my mind to what degree are that some CEOs thinking, this might be as good as it gets, I'm going to hop off while everything's still looking rosy. So it's something that will... We'll need to consider, particularly when the legislative UK GDP data didn't look, didn't look so clever. Although having said that, the American data still looks particularly good uh, as as, a, as the Bidenomics fiscal pump priming continues to work its magic. Presumably, we don't know if these sort this raft of departure is, is reflected in 
in other UK companies, we wouldn't really know about many of the smaller businesses. So you don't think it's indicative of... I haven't got the bandwidth. No, I haven't got the bandwidth to track it. But I I do look at the Challenger Grey and Christmas data in America. They do a monthly job cuts. It's a Chicago-based advisory and and, and replacement firm. I'd say, Russ, Uh, why did that not surprise me? You you often look at some very, very, what to the rest of us looks very obscure data. Okay, and what does that say? It's not quite Wackle or Futtle and Crun from the Goon Show, but it's Challenger Grey and 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 and, and Christmas, uh, and I think they've been they track a monthly job cut survey, but they also do a monthly CEO departure survey, and that is also running at very elevated levels, or it was last time I looked. So w- w- we shall see. But intriguingly, also CFO departures in the UK are running at very elevated levels again, the second highest this century at thirty one due to be effective this year, with six coming into force next year, and again. You know, oddly enough, CFOs tend to have a slightly shorter lifespan than time. Sorry, I should say lifespan at time of tenure yes. than, than, than chief executive officers, possibly because maybe some of them want to get promoted to the top job, don't get it, and then go on to seek a fresh challenge somewhere else. But again, you also wonder, I mean, if anybody really knows where the financial bodies are buried, it's going to be the number yeah. crunches, right? Yeah. So yeah. 31 of those hopping it this year. Again, some... Uh, I mean, some of them have been, they've just gone for a new challenge. They've been poached. So Kate Ringrose went from Centric as a YRS group. Um, we've had Helen Thomas, I think it is, go from Burberry to, 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 to GSK. But again, you do wonder whether some of them are thinking, you know, it might not be an opportune moment to, 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 move, to, to move on. So we'll see whether it's an indie. It certainly last time coincided with some economic or market dislocation. So it'll be interesting to see if it does this time around. Because so far, although the FTSE 100 hasn't gone very far this year, there's been no real sign of serious trouble ahead. Okay, let's just pause just for a moment. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Person Investor on Share Radio, where Ross Mould of HFL is taking us through the, the rather extraordinary level of CFO and CEO departures at uh, top British companies so is this just another indicator should should investors just be concerned if they are investors in those particular companies i mean is is the head of a company not essentially a little bit like a prime minister we've had lots of uh, lots of prime ministers in the last few years the country still sort of seems to limp along nonetheless I think in some cases, shareholders might have been pleased to see some of the people, some of these people go, quite frankly, it's just you know, shareholder performance, share performance hasn't been very good. And there has been pressure applied by activist investors and, and probably by institutions as well. So I, I'm not sure everybody will be will be sobbing at some of the, I'm not going to throw mud and name any names, but some firms where I think shareholders will probably have been quite happy to see these people go. Um, in terms of what does a CEO do? It's a really good question, because as you say, in the case of Bernard Looney, when he stepped down after this this investigation of BP, you know, BP's got sixty-eight thousand staff. I mean, Mr. Looney, bright man, clearly hardworking. Um, he sets tone and he sets culture. 
with the help of the board, and then he delegates, and then he also allocates capital, human and financial, to the best possible effect so the company can get the best risk-adjusted returns. So that's what a CEO does. Um, obviously, in the case of Mr. Looney, you could argue that the, the tone and culture that he set or that the aspirations he set there, he may not have met them himself and the BP board have therefore acted. In terms of capital allocation, human and financial, well, that's been the big debate over his reign in that he has looked to steer BP away from a pure hydrocarbon play towards a more renewable future. You could argue he's maybe backed off mad a little bit, but he's still talking about cuts in oil and gas production by 2030, which no other major oil major was. Um, and, and But so, so that I think we're still finding out whether that was the right thing to do or not. And I think if you if you're being crude about it, and the ultimate arbiter of return is the uh, arbiter arbiter is the share price. Well, you know I've got the number I've got the numbers here. Since Mr. Looney took over in February 2020, BP's share price is up 11. percent You look at the other global oil majors, any of Italy up 18, Shell up 27, Repsol of Spain up 31, Total Energies of France up 37, and the big three Americans of Chevron, Exxon, and Conoco, they're all up at least 56. percent So BP last the rest way ahead of it. Yeah. So I think, again, in that respect, I, I'm not sure every shareholder will be devastated to see Mr. Looney disappear. Equally, the key question then will, you know, Moriarty Loss is his chief financial officer. He's going to be the interim. He's as wedded to this strategy as, because he was on the board, he signed off on it. He's probably doing yeah. a lot of the implementation as well. So he'll be buying into that. I think the key question is, There'll be no shortage of candidates for this job. Who comes in to take it? Um, and did they, if you've had them, yeah. refine the strategy or do, yes. they, do they continue with it? But at the moment, at least, I think BP hasn't done enough to please environmental campaigners and hasn't done enough to keep shareholders happy. So that something might have to give yeah. at some stage. Russ, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. That's Russ Mould, uh, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We've been looking at the financial outlook for personal investors. More at the same time next week. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.